Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Hello, everyone. You're listening to On Your Way to Work. I'm the producer, Christian Witted, and I'm here with my co-host, the marketing director of On Your Way to Work, Sharvin Witted. Hello. For this past month, we've been hosting the best of 2014 for this past season of On Your Way to Work. And I really want to thank you guys for just sticking with us through the whole year. It's the last week of December now. So again, thank you for taking this time to just listen to this. It's been a great journey for us and we hope to see you again next year. So let's go on ahead and get to what you guys are really here for. The last three episodes or the top ranked episodes of this season. Coming in at number three is episode 37. This was just Rick talking to us about the unintentional cues one can give in the workplace. Number two, verbal collisions. This is a big one. Oh, man. Uh, You've met these people, right? Listen, let me be honest. I've been one of those people. I have a a talk show here for a reason, right? I like to talk, obviously. And don't let anybody fool you. Anybody has one. Typically, they like to share their opinion. So I'm sharing my opinion on air. Um, But, you know, you'll run across people who will, from time to time, they just kind of cut you off. Um, and, and honestly, they don't mean to, but they do, right? They just, you jump in, they start at it, right? The moment you say something before you can finish the thought out, they know where you're going to end the thought. They, they pick up your thought and run with it and own your thought, right? You know, and they may be right. They may not be right. It doesn't matter. That is, here's the unintentional message that is conveyed to your coworkers, your 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 boss, potentially. It's that you're a poor listener, or let me say this and slash or. It's all about you. You know, the, and you've met some of those people, right? They can't hear you because their mouth is so wide open that their ear, ears shut. They never stop talking. They cannot hear anybody's voice over their own, right? And when you constantly collide verbally with people in a conversation, these verbal collisions, you're cutting people off, you're running into what they're trying to say. When you do that, you might leave the unintentional message that you're a poor listener or you only like the sound of your voice. It's all about you. So be very careful. That's unintentional message number two. So one of the big things that Rick talked about here, and there are multiple other unintentional cues one can give in the workplace that he did go over. 
But the one he gave here was be careful of verbal collisions. You don't want to be the person that when someone starts a conversation, suddenly it's all about you. You might not be trying to do that. You might just be trying to give your opinion or be sociable, but be careful about how you do it because you don't want someone interrupting you, you know, Absolutely. so don't do it to others. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you think about the, just the words you choose in which to make your point, if I, if I say anything and if it comes out with aggression and it includes I, me or my, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be taken a certain way. I'm going to feel a certain way about it, obviously, because I'm saying it that way. You're going to probably feel a certain way about it because you're hearing it that way exactly now if i take maybe the same tone or a different tone but then i use we us you know that automatically mutes it down a little bit it's, yeah. it's not as you know confrontational you know I'm, I'm looking at this holistically as opposed to just me and my feelings and exactly. you and your feelings you know this is a we thing you know this is a meeting you know it's an us thing so you gotta Keep that in mind, you know, when these verbal collisions can happen. You know, you want to make sure that you, you keep the peace. I mean, that's how we're going to get this stuff done. And that's a great point, that use of language, you know. Mm -hmm. If it's all about I and me, if that's all you're saying, then I'm going to take it as, okay, you, you, and you. Right. Versus if I say, you know, we did this or we are doing this, and I bring that in. that Just that inclusive use of language, very subtle, but it helps. You know, yeah, because it shows that you're taking into account the other person. And so just be very careful of what you say, because mm -hmm. it, it kind of goes back to that intentions versus behavior. What you say can be taken multiple ways. A person will glean your intention from what you say, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And so just be very careful about that. And then definitely be careful when your your intentions are fueled with your emotions because yes it's it's a, it could be a toxic thing when you're allowing your emotions and your intentions to explode yes uh, you know no one's gonna win from that no one's gonna profit from that you know and, and it's just a cleanup basically that needs to be done afterwards so definitely be careful of those exactly exactly so coming in at number two out of the entirety of this past year is Episode 34, work. Do not take it personal. So top three unhealthy workplace relationships with coworkers, significant others, number one, number two, clicks, uh, number three, enemies. Um, if, if you have these type of relationships within the workplace, it is going to be very difficult for you to maintain a business professional response versus a personal response in the workplace. I think the second thing I would say is uh, an unhealthy relationship with your boss. So unhealthy workplace relationships with coworkers and then unhealthy workplace relationships with your boss. This can be a big one. And Here's what I want to say about that one. The reason you, you, you have to be careful here. I've just seen so many people translate, you know, whether the relationship that they have with management um, is good or bad based on, you know, 
whether they have a personal relationship with them or not. And I got to be careful here because, you know, as a manager, it is extremely important to understand um, those around you as a coworker, as a person in the workplace. It is extremely important to understand those around. Yeah. Get to know people's kids names and their passions and their hobbies. All of those things are important for sure. And yes, there is an element of personal relationship in the workplace uh, from that standpoint. But but uh, in reference to the unhealthy relationships with your boss, I've seen so many people determine that this um, workplace is not good for me or good for me based on, you know, how personally connected I am with my manager. And I think we all want someone who's personable, but productivity is not equated to personal relationship. It can help it. But if you're determining, you know, I don't have a good boss because we don't have a personal relationship or personal connect connection and and you put that first that's a problem uh and and what i think we just have to remember here is that nothing comes before the work nothing comes before the job right personal relationships aid in the productivity of the workplace but they should not be primary to the productivity in the workplace. So the workplace is, is in some cases a sacred place. Uh, It's your place of business. It's where you go to achieve tasks, achieve goals. Uh, It is not, uh, you know, the club. It is not the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all these other places where we go for different social reasons. So you want to keep those social reasons out of this as much as possible. The significant others, the the cliquish activity with small pockets of people, you know, and that leads to those small pockets of people talking about other small pockets of people exactly. in the same building, you know, that department, this department. Uh, the enemies, quote unquote, the enemies, you know, someone's always got an enemy or, you know, nowadays, you know, it's a hater, you know, you might have a yeah. hater. Um, I read an article recently about how the, the workplace structure should work. In most cases, we like to say that it's it's like family. You know, my coworkers are like family, when in actuality, it should be more like neighbors. Uh, yes. If you think about the family structure, you know, the family, it's not always going to be an even thing. You know, I'm doing for you with no expect, expectation of anything in return. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to handle this for you, and you don't have to do anything back for me. You know, don't exactly. even worry about it. Uh, that's not always going to work. You know, you, you want a situation where everyone's carrying a more balanced load or at yes. least doing what their do- job description says. Uh, with neighbors, you think about it. If I'm borrowing my neighbor's gr- uh, lawnmower and I'm going to cut my grass, at some point I can expect for him to borrow mine back when mine is fixed and do the same for him. It's a 50-50. It's an even trade. So yes. that's what you want in the workplace. Exactly. And it's like like you were saying, work really, it's not home. It's not a hangout. It's not you with your friends. I mean, right. you might have some good friends in the workplace, and I don't discount that. But you have to realize that while you're there, there's a professional distance that you kind of have to keep. You have to expect of them, and they need to expect of you. Because otherwise, when somebody drops the ball, you know, it's not like your family where you can just pick it back up again. 
So in the end, just be very understanding of the difference between your personal relationships and that professional relationships that you have with the people around you. Try to separate them if you can. And if you're already ingrained, that's fine. But be wary is all I would say. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, State Farm. Uh, you know, like a good neighbor, you know, your coworker is there. You you should be there for your coworkers. Your coworkers should be there for you. And exactly. it's an even giving going on there. Exactly. Alrighty. So this is what you all have been rating for. What show came in first for the year? Well, <laughs> yeah, let's put that in there, right? Um. Alrighty. So. Number one show of the entire year of this season of On Your Way to Work is episode 10. From the workplace to your own space with Arthur and Amanda Keith. I'm going to assume that the majority of the listeners out there are, are in a business, something that at the end of the day wants to see more money on the bottom line than a big old negative red sign. Right. Going to your boss or going to the owner and saying, look, Someday I want to own my own business. I like to understand, or even frame it differently. Hey, I really want to understand how we as a business make money. Right. I believe if I understand that, I'll be a better employee for you and I'll have the opportunity to grow. Can you help me understand how we make money? And I believe that many businesses will share with you what the P&L looks like. They may not give you all the detail, but the top line numbers, most leaders, I believe, will will be willing to share that with you and having that conversation about, okay, how did we determine the pricing for this? Right. You know, because that's pricing is a really drives a business, I believe, and how you position yourself. So those conversations on pricing and where does our revenue come from? How do we position this company? Where is position? And then let's talk about expenses and payroll. Mm -hmm. How do we manage payroll? And then, you know, how much money do we invest in sales and marketing? Those are your, your big buckets of expenses, and at the end of the day, how much money are we bringing down the bottom line? Yeah, that's so interesting because I'm just thinking back to episodes in the past, and I've heard several of our guests say the exact same thing. So if I could coin that, proactivity. You have to be proactive, and if you're going to a boss, and you've been a boss, right, of many people, and you've got this employee saying, hey, I want to learn how we make money here. I really want to understand the business. And you're speaking manager. You're speaking owner language. That What the owner is hearing is, blah, 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 blah. I want to make you more money. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what they're hearing. So, Art, you know, as a manager, you know, put that hat back on for a second. How did you respond when an employee, or I mean, did you have employees oh. that would do that? And how did you respond to that? Absolutely had employers that came to me and would ask those questions. And whenever that happened, it was like, yes, mm-hmm. I got someone who gets it. Cha-ching. Someone Cha-ching, yeah. <laughs> because when you have a business, if you have employees that care about the numbers, you believe that they're going to put more effort into it. Right. They're going to be more engaged. It's the ones who are not engaged, who don't care, who just want to show up, get a paycheck, put in as little effort as possible. Those are the ones that drag the business down. But the ones who really bring more of an owner perspective to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaders look for those, and most leaders will pour into those people because they know in the long run that's going to elevate the business as a whole. So one thing I would definitely say from the workplace even, learn how to plan. 
if you're not a planner, which some people are not, it's just my personality, (laughs) learn how. Take those meetings, take that teamwork as a skill building session to learn how to plan something out. And then also work with people, learn how to communicate effectively and create win-win situations with people. Because it's all about the relationship that you have with people. And and most people are still spending money, but they want to spend money with people that they have a relationship with. Absolutely. People do business with people, not with businesses. Yeah. So give me some examples of maybe some of the things you did when you were an employee to learn planning. So you go to your boss or, I don't know, just walk me through that so the listeners can hear some practical things they can do. We had our weekly meetings that talked to our PNL and with that, we wanting to bring more revenue into our salon, what we would do is how do we get the employees selling product. Well, let's have some contests and let's make it fun. And so they're upselling their services and wanting to actually move products. So that was just something that we did that made it fun. It made it more team building. It was healthy competition. And it was a an enjoyable place right. then to also get us the results we wanted as managers and leaders. Right. So that's interesting. The employee on the one hand is going, wow, this is fun. This is great. And it's you're right. It's making a great environment. But you were learning something different about running a business, stimulating sales. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah, I was. Absolutely. And, and understanding that you get people on a team and you create a lot more success. Right. So having them all in teamwork and, and having it fun, then they wanted to sell product. And right. there was a benefit. We gave them some bonus and some free product at the end of the month right. at the top sales. So awesome. yeah, I was learning how to boost sales and also create an an enjoyable environment for the people around me. But I think the interesting piece about it is you still were true to your personality. You learned how to use your personality, fun, engaging. You know, you learned how to use that in a business sense, a practical sense. So I think it's really cool. I love this show because I get these things that just help me so much. So listeners, I'm learning from you. All righty. So there was a lot that they said and i really really implore you go check out that episode if you want to figure out how to make it from the workplace to your own space that is the episode to listen to but one of the things that they said there is take an owner's mentality to work because if you're gonna make if you want to make it to your own space you have to start somewhere starting where you are you know talk to those managers you know how do you guys make money How do you guys do this? How do you do that? How do you know who to hire and fire? You know, and an owner is going to go, well, you know, this is how we do this. This is how we do that. Some will give more than others. But knowing them having the knowledge that you want to understand the business, it, it kind of goes back to that raising your stock. Yeah. Because they're looking at you now with the perspective of, okay, this isn't just an employee. This is someone that wants to understand the business. Maybe to take it somewhere else, of course, but in understanding it, they'll be a, be better able to do their job. It goes back to that education piece. Mm-hmm. And for yourself, when you take that owner's mentality to work, you're really going to come to understand what it takes to run a business in that industry. Yeah, and that owner's mentality also takes a bit of humility. Yes. Uh, you know, you have to, in order for you to effectively lead, you know, you have to effectively serve. So yes. you have to be willing to give to your employees for them to give back to the company. 
And in turn, you know, we'll see, you know, the other topics such as uh, the company's proactivity can go up, which comes from the employee's proactivity. The more they're engaged, the more effort they show, the more proactive we can be as a unit. And that's what we're really trying to get to here. We're going to be in our own space. If we're saying we're good enough to do this on our own, these are the keys to it. You know, you have to have engaged employees. I mean, there's no other way to get around that. And that's a thread that's been through all of these podcasts throughout the year is engagement and passion. You have to be engaged. You have to be, you have to have drive for what you're going for. Yes. Yes. And if you don't have that drive, then there's nowhere to go. There is no, you know, no gas, no go. (laughs) You're stuck at home. (laughs) Absolutely. And then the same thing with having that drive, you got to know where you're going. So you have to learn how to plan and you've got to learn how to communicate. Again, these these things, are, it should be repetitive in your ears now. We've been talking about it <laughs> over for, throughout over. this whole review and also throughout the year. Rick's been speaking about it along with all his interviewees. So you got to learn how to plan. You got to have tasks. You got to have a one, two, three about this thing. And then you've also just got to know how to talk to people. Exactly. So that's going to carry you through life, not just your workplace. It's going to carry you through life. Know how to talk to people. Exactly. All righty, you all. Thank you all for listening in this past year. It has been a wild ride. We have had so many different personalities come on air, so many different topics discussed. But like our marketing director was saying, it comes back down to the same basic tenets. Educate yourself. Plan. Communicate. Understand the relationships you have. Use them to your advantage, you know. Um... When it comes to your reputation, that extends to online, that extends to just about every aspect of your life. Make sure that you are being the best person that you can be. And finally, if you do want to make it to that space of your own, if you do want to carve out your little niche, what you have to do is understand where you are now. Because if you don't understand where you are now, you won't know where you're going. And if you don't understand where you want to go, it's harder for you to understand why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah, it's it's grow where you're playing, as yes. Rick has said so many times over. You have to maximize the potential in the position you are right now. That that <clears throat> that's potential, that place of employment right now. It may not seem like it has everything you need, but yes. it has everything you need and more there. You just have to tap into it, tap into yourself, motivate yourself. And the rest will come. Exactly. Exactly. Once again, thank you all for joining us again. Check us out on Facebook.com slash R.A. Witted. Tweet us at R.A. Witted. And if you have any stories or any questions, email those to us. Post them on Facebook. Tweet them to us. We want to get engaged with you all so that we can better serve you. Once again, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your holiday season. And we will see you next year for the second season of On Your Way to Work. Take care.